You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? Episode number 48 of the Hold Up What podcast, available on Substack, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, with that being said, we have a Top 5 Tuesday. And we're going to go through a couple lists today. We're going to see them as they go, as we go. We're going to go through them as we go. I'm not going to announce it right now. I'm going to announce them as I go through them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, with that being said, let's get into this date in history, July 25th. History has its eyes In the midsummer's warmth of July 25, back in 1978, A New Hope Arrived, a tiny miracle with a heart so robust, the world's first test tube baby in science we trust. Her name was Louise Brown, an emblem of of hope for many barren couples, she widened the scope. From England she hailed, yet the impact was vast, a milestone in U.S. and worlds past. A scientific marvel through IVF conceived, a testament to the wonders science achieved. Her birth marked a turning, a momentous delight. In the field of fertility, she ignited a light. So on this July day, let's celebrate the birth of a medical marvel and her global worth. In every corner of the world, in the U.S., of course, we commemorate this advance and its powerful force. The more you know. So today is IVF day. I don't know if that's what it's officially called, but um, today is the day that the first time we achieved IVF, which stands for in vitro fertilization, a process where an egg is combined with sperm outside of the body in a laboratory. Now, I'm sure as hell not going to sit here and break down women's anatomy because that would be... Nope. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I hit the wrong sounder. It's definitely not Pitbull. It's definitely not a, a party. It'd be problematic for me to break down the anatomy of a woman, but we are going to, in the spirit of Top 5 Tuesday, break down the top six IVF babies or most famous IV, IVF babies, I guess, in history since IVF. I don't really know. I guess it's the top five. What's going to be top six? I'm going to assume it's famous because, I mean, why would someone broadcast this? But anyway, we're going to get into it. Stop talking, Mike. So number six, Chicago, Psalm, and St. West. Three of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's children were conceived via IVF and carried by surrogates. Number five, Sunday Rose and Faith Margaret Kidman Urban. Man, that is a tongue twister. The three daughters, or the daughters of Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban were born through surrogacy and IVF was used in the process. Number four, Max and Emmy, Emma, E-M-M-E, Emma Muniz. The twins of Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony were conceived through IVF. Some of Octomom's children, Nadia Suleiman, also known as Octomom, used IVF to conceive her octuplets. Emma Wren Gibson, born in 2017. Emma holds the record for being the longest frozen embryo to successfully come to birth after being conceived via IVF and frozen for more than 24 years. 
Louise Brown, of course, what we mentioned in the beginning in the poem, the first person ever to be conceived via IVF. Louise Brown was born in 1978 in England. Circling back to uh, number two, Emma Wren Gibson, it would be insane if they wrote if that was this if that was the origin story for a superhero is that she had she's a baby but she has like a 24 year old mind because she's been frozen for 24 years. And like she's five and she's like a super genius baby. I don't know where I was going with that, but we're going to move along because I might say something stupid eventually. But shout out to all the IVF babies out there. You know who you are and all the successful pregnancies and births of children to families that would otherwise not be able not be able to conceive the normal way. Shout out to all the IVF babies. So being that it's top five Tuesday, we're going to continue this trend and we're going to go into the top five cringiest phrases of all time. I understand these are subjective and people can have a difference between them. I'm going to get into my personal top five next, but these are the top five cringiest phrases of all time. I'm going to tell you why we're talking about phrases. Actually, you know what? Before we get into the top five cringiest phrases, I'm going to get into what what's phrases bother me. When I hear them, for some reason, I just get into like a funk. It kind of like, I don't even know the right word for it, but whenever someone says one of these phrases or I read one of these phrases on like an Instagram post or a tweet or something, I, something about it gets me upset. And I... There'll be times when I'll audibly say something like, fucking idiot. Like, I'll just whisper it under my breath, like, what a dumb thing to say. Like, something like that, or it just bothers me. Like, I'm like, I'll just, well, that's a stupid thing to say. It just, something about these phrases puts me in a tizzy, I guess. But, so you know when someone goes to, it's one of these, like a farmer's market, a Publix, <laughs> a Trader Joe's, an Aldi. It's like in the... Uh, <laughs> It's like an alternative um, store. I wouldn't know if it is alternative the right word. It's kind of like a, it's not like a supermarket. It's not like King Cullen or like a food line. It's not like a chain like that. I guess these store these stores are, especially like Publix, like they're kind of big, um, but they're not like your convention, conventional like superstore types. They're more like these little, the side ones, like the smaller ones, like the Trader Joe's, the Aldi's, the Publix, the farmer's market. Whenever someone goes there and they decide to, <laughs> to post the f- they post they have to do it they have to take a picture of what they bought and it's mostly like fucking cheese and like elbow noodles or something but they have to call it a haul they have to use the phrase farmer's market hall or Publix hall trader joe's hall check out my haul from aldi i don't know what it is i don't know why whenever i see that i think it's because these people and it's mostly women on Instagram. It's I, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I think it's because they think they're farming, <laughs> or it's because like they it's like organic, so like they think they're being and like the the word haul connotes like I went out to the field and hauled this bag of food back <laughs> in the house. But every time I see a post, and I can already know the caption. As soon as I see it, I see the picture. I'm like, they're going to use the word hall. And it's like, Publix hall, farmer's market hall, shit like that. And and it's just fucking cheese. 95, 96% of the time, they just got cheese from the fucking places. It's like, why would you post when you got like chicken breast? Like you get chicken breasts anywhere. It's always like some weird ass cheese they got. Like pimento jalapeno cheese that was like $13.99 for a six ounce fucking piece of cheese 
but it, it's in their hall. Like it was like they went, they went out to the field and they made cheese with the other hens in the house. Some shit like that. I don't know, but that that phrase bothers the fuck out of me. And then another one, this one really, all these kind of really get under my skin. Like I'm going to keep saying it gets under my skin, but whenever I see, and it us, it's usually around a wedding. I've seen it a lot. Um, any kind of celebration, um, graduation, it, it's got to be an event that's going to take like more than a day or it's like a full day. Like it's a full eight hours. Like a wedding is usually one. Um, wedding planning, graduations, stuff like that. When they use the phrase festivities, so if it's like wedding festivities, like let the wedding festivities begin, throws me off. Like that's I want to de- I want to delete everything on my phone. I don't know what it is about the word festivities and like the whole phrase of let it begin, like let it let the wedding festivities begin. Something about that phrase drives me fucking crazy. Anyway, the word meal <laughs> that sounds it sounds unhinged right like oh what's the what's what's the problem with the word meal m e a l i have no idea but if someone says make sure you get a meal i just it's, it it makes me uncomfortable something about the phrase uh, like using the word meal like oh get a hot meal they get a hot meal in you it's like Ugh. it makes me uncomfortable i don't know it's something weird when people say it's the bomb.com Get the fuck out of here. Get away from me. Get away from me. If you're like, oh, it's the bomb.com. Like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to spear tackle you. I'm going to put my elbow in the back of your head and just fucking shove it into the ground. And then obviously there's some weird ones like all that and a bag of chips, which no one's probably said since like 2002. But if someone said it now, I'm going to back my car over you. And then this one's funny. This one's more the, the, <laughs> the massive peak were crowd. The fucking the gobble goose crowd does this shit. When they speak Italian or Spanish, like completely unnecessary. It's mostly Italians that do this. They'll be in like a normal conversation. Just a normal they don't have any Italian accent, you know, at all. At, at any point when they're speaking to you. You might not even know they're Italian to begin with before the conversation starts. It might just be a person you're talking to while you're getting your farmer's market haul and they decide to come up to you and tell you about something that they bought right and it's usually something along this it's something along the lines of this so i was at the farmer's market getting my farmer's market haul i got uh some cherry tomatoes some fresh mozzarella and some gobble ghoul. and you're like excuse me that that right there like that there's no reason if you know what the word is right it's capicola I'm not saying you have to say it like that, but I'm saying you said everything else without the accent. Why would you throw that word in there? You know what I mean? Like, why would you just just throw that word randomly into the sentence? Because now it's fucking things up. You know, you're just you're doing it to show off. It's a look at me, Louie. You're doing you're being a look at me, Louie at that point. You're you're letting everyone know that heard your conversation that, you know, Italian and that you are Italian when you don't know Italian. Like that's the word gabagool is not a fucking Italian word. It's just pronouncing a thing differently. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're speaking fluent Italian at that point, but you're just letting everyone know around you like, oh, yeah, I grew up in an Italian household. And it's probably not even the case. You probably just ate a lot of fucking pasta as a kid and your middle name's Marie. Or like, uh, so the Spanish version of this would be like when you have like... When you're eating, this just sounds like I'm complaining because it probably is. It's probably like it, this is an unhinged list, and it's people are gonna be like, "You're just fucking weird." When uh, you have chips and the you have queso, you have guacamole, and then you have salsa. <laughs> 
You just throw the random fucking in there. You just roll the L for some reason. It's like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? Like, there's no reason to do that. They just say salsa. It's fine. Salsa. You don't have to say it like that, but you can just be like, oh, I had some salsa. You want to really get into it. salsa. It's like something like that, but salsa. Like, you just fucking throw it there. It's like, what the hell? Anyway, we're going to move on because I feel like I sound stupid now, but we're going to get on to the top five cringiest phrases of all time, according to the internet. Number five, live, laugh, love. Given its overuse, especially in home decor and social media posts, this phrase is often seen as a cringy cliche, lacking depth and sincerity. There's no reason to elaborate on that. Number four, sorry, not sorry. It's extremely dismissive and unapologetic and creates more tension and negativity. Number three, I'm not racist, but... More often than not, this phrase precedes a statement that's indeed racist or prejudiced, making it quite cringy. So it's one of these like, I'm not racist, but you know how they get. Something along those lines is usually it's coded or you could just blatantly say something racist at that point. Like, I'm not racist. I just don't trust those people. It's like, come on. We know what you're saying. Like, you don't have to say I'm not racist, but because usually it's not racist, but there's a video on TikTok of the lady doing that shit. She was the maid of honor at a wedding. When the wedding festivities began, she was the wedding. She was the uh, maid of honor for her sister who married a black dude. And of course, his entire family's black and they're clearly white. And I think it's like, I don't want to say it was, it's got to be in the South. It's got to be where it was because it was like a all white. This is like the whitest family in the world. Like they, the white you see in like a Coles magazine type of white. And she's up there and she's like, I'm not being racist, but I love black people. And she's like, I swear I'm not racist. I'm not racist, but I'm coming over y'all. She starts saying y'all and shit to them. And it's like, just put the microphone, like, just stop talking. Like, once you keep saying I'm not racist, but it's probably because you're just about to say something racist. Number two, similar to number three, no offense, but. I've used this phrase and it's usually at the point where I'm trying to give someone a hard truth and they just don't want to hear it. Like, no offense, man, but you were kind of acting like an asshole after like they got into a fight or we got kicked out of somewhere. It's like, no offense, man, but you called the Uber driver something that's inappropriate for calling an Uber driver. I'm like, no offense, but you did say something racist to the guy. It's like, yeah, I prefaced it by saying I'm not racist and saying, well, it's still racist. And then number one, YOLO, you only live once. Often seen as a cliche and overused, this phrase can come off as lazy justification for irresponsible behavior. You got to YOLO it once in a time, once in a while, though. You know, like fuck it, let's YOLO this one. And it it is usually aimed at something you're about to do that's really reckless. Like just stay and have another drink, and it's like, oh man, it's already eleven thirty. I'm supposed to be up at six. It's like, hey man, YOLO that shit. And like, yeah, fuck it, and you just stay for another drink. It ends up being two in the morning, and then you know, round and around we go. And like, oh, you look like shit today at work. It's like, yeah, YOLO it last night. Like, well, that was a dumb idea. So YOLO takes the cake at number one. And then some runners up, we have the OLI, the outside looking in this list. We have on fleek. I don't think anyone says on fleek anymore, which originated in on Vine, believe it or not. 
Vine was bought by Twitter, I believe, which is now X. So look at that. Number two is YOLO. Obviously, we went over that. FOMO, fear of missing out. Bay actually meant at one point, not Bay, like, oh, that's Bay, where you're like, that's your baby, or I guess it would be short for that's babe. B-A-E was before anyone else. I've never heard it used that way before. I remember when it I've never used it that way. I've heard it used that way, but no, it doesn't make sense. Swag. I don't think anyone's saying that guy has swag anymore. It's the Riz. You got to say he's got the Riz or she's got the Riz. I rizzed him. We're going to get into that. Selfie. People still take selfies. I just don't think it's like the thing where they're like selfie and they like yell it out and they hold the phone up kind of thing. I don't think it's doing that anymore. Totes. <laughs> Totes my goats. Um, nah, I can't see it. Epic fail. Nah, they just go F. Either you press F, press F in the chat, pay respects, or you just say L. You just yell L across the room. L. Someone does something stupid, you're like L. AF as fuck. I still use that in text messages. I say it, I guess. Or I'll be like, oh, that's lit AF. I guess, which number nine, the next one is lit. So I guess no one's saying lit or as fuck anymore. So lit AF. But I definitely use AF in text messages. I'll definitely say like, instead of typing out as fuck and then it auto corrects to as duck you have to just say af it's a lot easier that way throw shade everyone's heard that i don't know if people use it anymore i i still use it when someone catches a stray which is i guess the new phrase of that one like are oh, you throwing shade at this person for no reason salty still use it i think it's still around i don't think it's uh timed out i think it still carries some weight with it and then the moment you've all been waiting for the top list is it five one two three four Four, five, six, seven, six. Why is all? It's always six. What's with the? Why can't it be top five? I gotta look into that. But these are the lists. These are the trending, most trending phrases of 2023. With the most trending words, highest trending words of 2023. Probably I'm gonna go with because of TikTok. Because TikTok is addicting as as fuck AF. TikTok is addicting AF. I already know I sound like an old head in this episode, so I don't want to hear it. An old head means you sound like a you sound like you're old and you're you're not using the words the right way. So I'm an old head. I'm also 35. So there's that. So I said this one earlier. Instead of saying swag, you say he's got the riz or she's got the riz. You got a rhythm, which is short for charisma. Imagine that. The term can be used both positive positively and negatively. Where you could say W riz or L riz when you like. And my brother said it to Mason, and Mason knew exactly what it meant. Mason said he was going to use a pickup line when a girl came over, and Andrew said, "You're going to riz him." He goes, "Yeah, I'm going to riz him," and that just meant he's going to he's going to say something that's charismatic. So he knew it's just the riz. He's got the riz. Beige flags is another one. One of the top trending words of 2023, made famous in 2022, but hasn't and recently resurfaced this year in 2023. Beige flags refers to an endearing quirk in a person, neither good, a green flag, or bad, a red flag. For instance, one of my boyfriend's beige flags is his belief that he has memorized the entire city layout, refusing to use Google Maps. So it's like a thing that people say, or like it's a thing that a person does that's not good, it's not bad, it's just like a thing a thing they do. Like, what's that person do? He's got a thing, and that's his beige flag. It's not good, it's not bad, it's just like what makes him or her them. I mean, these people are, this is what the kids are saying. Canon events. They're significant, often uncomfortable life events that dramatically shape a person's future. The term was popularized by Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse and later became a TikTok trend. For example, my bro- my little brother's buying $4,000 worth of NFTs with our dad's credit card. It's a canon event. <laughs> that's funny. That's a good way to use it, though. 
Because like you ever hear like MCU and all these superhero shows, comic book movies, they're always like, is that canon? I must that must be canon now. So that just means it's like real in the context of that. So that would be if I ever got in trouble and my brother said, oh, yeah, that was a canon event. Like that's that's a funny way to describe like he got his ass kicked and he's he's going to be traumatized the rest of his life. Like he had a canon event when he was a kid. That's fucking good. He is him, or calling someone Himothy, definitely popularized. I mean, it's been popular the entire year, and this is my old head alert, but when they were calling him Hemi Butler for the Miami Heat, uh, people say that shit all the time. I guess he's him, or I'm him, they'll say. Austin Reeves says that shit on the Lakers, hits a big shot, I'm him. I mean, everyone's him. You could be him, a girl can be him. And then... And the latest TikTok trend I saw, and I heard it on a podcast, and it's called Girl Dinner. And it makes sense because if you've ever, I don't know if you guys have, but I've definitely hung out with a girl before. And whenever they have to make dinner for themselves, if, you know, Uncle Poppy isn't home to make them dinner, they uh, they have girl dinner. And it's mostly what it is, is random items from your fridge and arrange them on a plate in an aesthetically pleasing way. So it's just a bunch of crap they threw onto like a cutting board and took a picture of it. Made famous on TikTok, of course. And it's an example is I only have pickles, cream cheese and yogurt in the fridge. That should make a good girl, a nice girl dinner, right? So it's just a bunch of random shit. The one girl I listened to on a podcast, she said that she had cheese whiz, Ritz crackers, grapes, and pepperoni slices. And that's what she ate for dinner. It was girl dinner. And it was like, how does someone just eat that without getting a stomachache? I know I've eaten a lot of food, but I don't like to mix things like that. Like That's like eating like KFC and then going to Taco Bell right after. Or like you go to McDonald's and then you have like a burrito from Moe's. Like, you know what I mean? You just don't mix things like that. But girl dinner does apparently. So girl dinner, definitely one of the newest phrases out. The one that's most intri- intriguing to me, I'm interested in because I'm trying to see these concoctions that these girls come up with. But with that being said, we are finished with top five Tuesday. I'm running a little long today. It's about 29 minutes in. We're going to cut some of this out, get down to about 24 because there was a period there where I wasn't really doing shit and it was in silence. So hopefully that does some help. And we're going to leave you with this phrase. In the labyrinth of the cosmos, the jellyfish dances. <laughs>